0: Welcome back into the Shot to Side podcast. I am your host, Alex, joined by Matt today. Going to do some breakdowns for you guys. Atlantic Atlantic Division to start off, so we're going with Boston. Uh, We'll have Brooklyn coming out on Friday, I believe, and then New York, Philly, and Toronto will be next week. So um, hopefully we get those done pretty soon. Um, We'll probably have another film coming out as well. Uh, Matt, have you decided on... I might, I might let you do the film next if you have a film in mind that you might want to introduce. On, it. Yeah, introduce on the podcast to the fans.
1: But otherwise, we could give it some I more mean, time. My, my top choice right now would probably be Air Bud.
0: Air Bud. Wow. we bring it back. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I'd be down for doing that. Um, I'd be down for either Air Bud or. Um, thunderstruck (laughs) thunderstruck
0: with kd yeah both good choices i mean
1: or or i'd be down for something like a little more intense like a coach carter
0: yeah we might have to do like a little poll on twitter and see what the fans want maybe give them four decisions from matt's top four picks and then uh see which one gets the most votes and we might do that one yeah i'd be down
1: for that yeah
0: Anyways, getting back into the Celtics, uh, they finished with a 57 and 25 record a season ago, second in the conference, first in the Atlantic Division. Uh, they were 32 and nine at home, 25 and 16 away, 11 and five in the division. Uh, best differential in the the division at plus 6.5 um, on a game by game basis during the regular season. Looking at the playoffs, though, uh, they beat the Hawks in six games in the first round. Uh, beat the Sixers in seven games in the semis, which little controversial, but, uh, you know, some people would have thought, you know, the Sixers could have pulled that off, especially the way the series was going early on. And then eventually they lost to the Heat in seven games in that Eastern Conference Finals. Matt, what did you see from this team um, this past this past year? And um, is it kind of what you thought or were you were you thinking this was more of a finals team in your eyes
1: uh i don't know it's tough to say i mean yeah they obviously have the potential to be a finals team because they made it just the year prior um i think kind of like a common theme with the celtics a little bit is like guys needing to to stay healthy because uh, Malcolm Brogdon was obviously banged up in that last se- Heat series for some of it. Um, and then Robert Williams seems like he's a walking injury. Um, even when he plays, it seems like he's got some sort of ailment. Um, so I, I feel like they're they're right there. They just haven't quite got over the hump yet. Um, I think part of it, too, like having a new coach was – I wouldn't say it was, like, a downgrade or anything, but I I would say, like, it kind of takes some time in the playoffs. Uh, It can take some time. Like, it's not super common that, like, a new coach like Yudoka will take him to the finals. So, like, I mean, it's impressive just to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, Uh, something that MVP Embiid has never done. He's never seen the (laughs) Conference Finals. Um, But I... It kind of seemed to me like they got a little bit like out coached and out like, um, I don't know what the right word for like Jimmy over uh Tatum would be like out, outshined say out, outplayed or outclassed kind of like it's not like Tatum wasn't classy, but it's more like I feel like Jimmy just was built tougher in that series, not that he always is, but
0: yeah. And well, and Miami also had. A coach which you mentioned that's been doing it you know for a long time now and probably if not the best one of the best coaches in the NBA in Eric Spolstra so it's tough for a rookie coach to have to go through that but you know I thought they had more talent than Miami which um you know doesn't always get the job done but um and, you know, Jason Tatum also dealt with injuries in that in that final series with Miami towards the end as well. So um, they had a lot of things that, you know, went their way during the regular season that didn't necessarily come to fruition come playoff time. So I'm um, looking at their roster, uh, starting off with coaching staff real quick. Obviously, head coach is going to be Joe Mazzulla, who they're bringing back, assistant coaches, Damon Stubmeyer, who's a great assistant coach. Uh, Aaron Miles, Tony Dobbins, Ben Sullivan, uh, and then your GM is Brad Stevens again. But uh, looking at the roster, we just saw Jalen Brown sign that massive five-year extension worth $3 $4 million, which just happened yesterday. So perfect timing for this podcast to come out um, is right when Jalen Brown gets re-signed to this team. So um, we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. Um Jason Tatum, also on the roster. He'll have a extension coming up next year, uh, followed with Malcolm Brogdon, Derek White, Robert Williams, Al Horford, Peyton Pritchard, Sam Hauser, J.D. Davidson, uh, Justin Champagne, who looked uh, pretty decent in Summer League. Non-guaranteed contract, though. And then Luke Cornett, also non-guaranteed. Looking at the additions, Matt, if you want to go through some of the additions that Boston had and we'll go through, uh, if it's helped them or kind of just leveled them out from some of the subtractions they've had.
1: Yeah. I mean, the biggest addition was um, obviously KP Christophs Porzingis from Washington in that three team trade with uh, which uh, I mean, we can just talk about the subtractions a little too, which uh, Marcus Smart went to Memphis in that trade. Um, And then they brought in O'Shea Brissett from Indiana who, I think is a pretty good player. I think he's pretty similar to Grant Williams in terms of, like, I wouldn't say he's as good of a shooter, but he's definitely as good of a defensive player slash rebounder. Yeah, personally, um, I like him.
0: I love O'Shea. I think he can be in the right role, um, giving him, like, 15 minutes a game. Like, I was a big fan of him when he was at Indiana. I thought he played really strong. Um, like you said, his three-point shot can be a little inconsistent, hot, or not, but um, I think he's a solid player, a solid role player that they can kind of use in that Grant, Grant Williams uh, rotation that they did this past couple of years.
1: Yeah, I mean, there might not even be any drop-off from that role because, I mean, Grant Williams was streaky at times too, even though overall he's a better shooter. Um, but then they also brought in Del- Del- or <laughs> Del- Delano Banton. <laughs> Jesus. There you go. Um, it's a tough name. I kept wanting, to, I keep wanting to pronounce it Delano. I know, <laughs> it's town by us. But um, he's from Toronto. I think he's technically a point guard. He's kind of a huge point guard or a bigger yeah, point guard.
0: He's like a six foot um, seven point guard. Um, but I, not as good as Anthony I don't mind Black that at all. But he's like that Anthony Black type of player, just not as good.
1: Yeah, I mean. Just says the end of the bench guy. Like, uh, I don't mind that at all. Right. Um, then they brought in Jay Scrub. Um, I honestly can't tell you too much about Jay Scrub. He's kind of a scrub. Um, Jeez. <laughs> but no respect. Then, then their... no respect on the scrub. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the rookie is Jordan Walsh, who I actually love a ton. Um, he honestly reminds me a lot of. Um, Oh, what the heck's his name? Oh, S- Sohan? Sohan on, uh, yeah, on the Spurs, um, and honestly, I I feel like he he might even have like a better offensive ceiling than than Sohan because better
0: shooter. He, he, At least in Summer League, he looked like a better shooter, right?
1: Yeah, um, and he can shoot some free throws too. That helps. Which he doesn't he doesn't shoot one handed free throws, um, like Sohan does. <laughs> Sohan's got, got a little
0: bit of size, though, to him where Walsh is not nearly as physical when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, but he, like, guarding, you know, threes and twos, like, he can definitely do that at the NBA level with his size.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would still say he's pretty physical. I, like, I would say he's a dog out there. Like that, Yeah, that's no, my, yeah. I just I don't, I don't
0: think he's at Sohan's level coming out of the league when it comes to physicality. Oh. But he's, he's on no, that level. Not,
1: not on defense. I, I think he has that potential, though. Right. But, yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, like, Sohan was a top pick. Um, and then looking more at the subtractions, obviously, we already mentioned Grant Williams. Uh, he's going to Dallas, which it's somewhat of a loss. But at the same time... I don't think it's that big of a loss. He didn't even play at times um, in the playoffs, which is kind of an interesting decision, but um, I don't know. Not too much there. And then Mike Musala, um, not really a loss at all, honestly. Uh is is out for the whole year, so that's not really a loss. Blake Griffin. Um... Could still come back, maybe.
0: Depends, because he hasn't been signed by anybody. But is he gonna do anything for this Boston squad?
1: Yeah, I mean Blake Griffin is pretty pretty washed now. I think th- those knees have seen better times. Yeah, those um, knees are those knees
0: are destroyed. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't then, benefit uh, to be a, a slam dunk comp- or a champion. When you're jumping, yeah, that especially much. At,
1: at that size too. Like right. a lot of pressure on those knees, um, and then. Mufano Kamengeli or I mean, Kavengeli? Is that what is it? Kavengeli? Yeah, I mean, the first name um, I have
0: no clue, dude. <laughs> I think he did yeah, good yeah, on I mean, the first name. I just name. took a guess. Yeah,
1: um, but he was their other subtraction, and right. I don't even did he even play on their roster too much?
0: He didn't. No, not much. I think he might have gotten picked up by a team on a two-way deal. Uh, I'm not oh, sure no. who though, but he's a. He's a decent player. I think he went to Florida State. Um, played He's played some power forward. He can maybe play a little small ball center. Um, kind of is like, I don't want to compare him to these two players, but um, kind of like Bam at a bio. Kind of like, um, who's the guy on Atlanta? Um, I'm blanking out his name. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> uh Okongwu that's who it was yeah um kind of like those two just not as talented as those two obviously um but he, he plays similar to that style um kind of a small ball big man as some would say but um yeah he, n- those two players not a big loss uh, we mentioned Marcus smart to also being a subtraction but I think
1: yeah I, and I would say that's their biggest loss by far yeah
0: oh by far yeah. yeah I mean he's the some would say he's the heart of the team these past like three four years um and losing somebody like that uh you know it's gonna be interesting to see how this team kind of reacts to not when things are going well but when they start to ha- get in a rut, when they lose three to four straight games during the regular season, how do they kind of respond? Do they have, you know, that spark player like Marcus Smart has been these like so many years in the past uh, to kind of fill that void? I'm not sure they really do, but they do have... I think they got better overall-wise with this roster, adding Christoph Porzingis, another big man who, like you said, Matt, You know, we can't really trust on Robert Williams. And then Al Horford's also getting, he's not getting younger. So um, adding another, you know, big guy like Porzingis, who had a very solid season last year uh, for Washington, you know, can kind of give them a little bit of, you know, space to kind of deal with some injuries that might happen this next season. I'm not saying they're happening, but um, if we were looking at previous seasons, you would kind of expect one of these two centers to deal, you know, with a little bit of injuries going forward.
1: Yeah. And it also like even allows Tatum to play more at the three too. Cause when Robert Williams is out, um, he'd play a lot of the four. Right. So That's helpful.
0: Yeah. And then looking at Grant Williams, I think, I think it's more of a plus for Dallas than looking at anything with Boston. Cause obviously you said, Like you said, you know, he wasn't getting a lot of playing time, especially in the playoffs, which, you know, two years ago in the playoffs is when he kind of made his name heard. Um, Not the case this past uh, playoffs and, you know, really not that much in the regular season as well. But um, I think he's going to be a huge addition to Dallas than it is more of a, you know, a negative for Boston losing them. So, um, but I think this leads perfectly kind of into – um,
1: just the first talking
0: point that I, that I wanted well, to bring up. Oh, go ahead
1: here before yeah. before you uh, we move on. Um, what what do you think would be the starting five for this unit?
0: Yeah, that's tough. Um, obviously, you got to throw Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and then Porzingis probably in there. Um, that's that's really tough because like. I think when you bring Porzingis in, you probably want Rob Williams playing that five so that you can have more spacing. And at this point I would probably put, I'd probably have Derek white at the one Jalen Brown at the two Tatum at the three Porzingis at the four. And then Rob at the five would probably be my starting five.
1: Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I would probably agree with that. I I think it'll probably be a little bit matchup dependent. Um, where, like, if they want to space the floor more, they'll start Porzingis at the five and have Robert Williams off the bench.
0: Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of options. I mean, if they wanted to, you can put, you know, six-man of the year, Malcolm Brogdon, at starting point guard next year for, you know, if he stays healthy, too, but that's a huge F. And then also, if you wanted to just have, you know, spacing and shooting, I mean, you can definitely have El Horford and Porzingis. Um, in there at the same time as well So, and then you can also go small but I mean I think one of those two options is probably the safer bet. You're probably going to have two bigs, you know, with this Porzingis trade
1: Yeah, yeah, I would agree Honestly, this is a, a pretty big lineup too because Derek White's a pretty good size point guard Right um,
0: Speaking of big men how do you think this double lineup, double big lineup though whether it's you know Rob Williams KP, or if it's Al Horford KP, one of those three in there with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, like, do you think it's going to impact one of their, one of them, or both of them when it comes to spacing, or, or do you think this is a perfect fit adding in Porzingis?
1: Um, that's see, I I kind of think it's going to be Horford and Porzingis starting just because. That'll leave the most spacing. And I, I think when you have two good shooters like that for, like, big, as far as big men go, like, that opens the floor a ton for guys like Brown and Tatum who like to get to the rim. Um, yeah. It, even honestly, even Eric, Derek White can get to the rim pretty well.
0: True. True. I mean, all three, or, or both those two big men that you named, are great shooters. But, like, all of their centers are great defenders as well. So you're not sacrificing anything like bringing on, you know, these two, you know, bringing in those guys for shooting because both of them can play defense as well. Um, So, I mean, you see with a lot of teams where they'll transition and bring in like a smaller small ball five guy who can shoot but isn't necessarily the rim protector or anything. Al Horford's pretty good at rim protecting. Porzingis is great and Rob Williams is great. Only one of them just can't shoot threes and that's Rob Williams. But um I I like this new addition adding in Porzingis. I think it adds a lot to kind of the you know definitely with like in the Eastern Conference where you have to deal with players like Joel Embiid, uh Giannis, you know, some of these bigger guys in the Eastern Conference. Um and then even if you make it past that, having to deal with, you know, a Jokic or whoever you play in the Western Conference is going to have a good big guy. So um, I think it's a great addition.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of like what, like if they do play like a Giannis, then you, you could put out uh, Porzingis and Robert Williams. And that's a that's a ton of rim protection. Right. Right.
0: Um, I want to focus on this new um Kind of max it is a max extension that Jalen Brown got, but huge win for the Celtics. Maybe actually I, I will change that. A huge win for Jalen Brown. Um 304 million dollars I, I laugh so okay, so I saw this on ESPN first, they're like, Jalen Brown agrees to a three hundred and four million dollar five. Like, no shit. Like he's obviously gonna <laughs> like you don't think he's gonna take on the, the largest contract in NBA history? You don't think he's gonna accept that? Um, but
1: it's uh, yeah, it's pretty nuts. That's the largest contract in NBA history, and Jalen Brown are in the same sentence.
0: I know, right? Um, obviously, it changes every single year. Like, I think Jokic was that last year. Um, Jalen Brown is going to be this year, but um, and then you got Tatum's coming up next year. So, I mean, Tatum's going to make more than that. So, um. You know, looking at Jalen Brown now, made second team All-NBA this year, which was a huge reason why he got that max extension. If he didn't make All-NBA, you know, his number would probably be around, what, 250, 260? So, huge leap. Um, And then we talked about this, you know, Jason Tatum, next offseason. You know, Boston's going to have a lot of money going towards these players, you know are they going to be able to bring back some of these other players that are on their roster? Like, you know, Derek White, Robert Williams, I think still has to get paid. Right. So they probably won't pay Robert Williams. And then you're not going to have any cap space to be able to, you know, go out and find other free agents. But at the same time, you're bringing back two of probably the top 20 players in the NBA in Tatum and Brown. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, arguably, I mean. Definitely sure Tatum. Tatum. T- I mean, Tatum's top 10, if not top right. 5.
0: Right, but, I mean, you could make an argument Jalen Brown's a top 20, 25 player.
1: Yeah, I would say 25, top 25. Okay. Like, so, sometimes he's top 20, sometimes he's top 25.
0: Okay, <laughs> but that's not that big of a difference. Like, you're still a, no. in yeah. that top 50. I mean, that's if you can have two top 50 players i mean some teams have three or four but that's a a good nucleus to have for the next 5 to 6 plus years of your franchise like what do you think the goal is for this team like you got to win you got to win at least like two championships right with these two
1: i mean you got to win at least one yeah we'll start like, with like i the mean one. I, the goal would probably be like more than one but obviously yeah, i would start with one i mean they've been so so close they just haven't really got over the hump um they've been i mean considering how young these guys are like tatum's still only 19 years old um and then yeah, <laughs> they, he's already 19 yeah it's like that the <laughs> ryan Boston and joke said he's only 19 still i mean they treat him uh, like he's but, 19 <laughs> But that—I mean—that they really are like—they they still are young though. They're both under twenty-seven. Um, yeah,
0: Jalen, Jalen's twenty-six, I believe. Tatum's what, twenty-five? Then.
1: Yeah, I mean, so they're both super young, um, and they've been to what, like four conference finals and one finals already. If that's, I'm not yeah, mistaken.
0: Yeah, that's. I mean, they've been in the playoffs it's the last eight crazy. years. <laughs> Ever since Jalen Brown came in the NBA, he's gone to the playoffs with the Celtics. So the last eight years, um, like you said, four conference finals and one finals appearance. Pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, I th- so I think that they're getting really close. I, I think it just t- it'll just it take some right breaks. I mean, I don't know. I, th- I do think this Porzingis move could end up being really good for them. But a lot of it does come down to health.
0: Um, Health, but, fit, yeah. number of things, but I was looking at the contract for Jalen Brown. He's going to make thirty-one point eight million this next season, which is the final year on his previous deal that he had. The next year, he'll be making fifty-two point three. His final year, sixty-nine point one million dollars in twenty in twenty twenty-eight, twenty twenty-nine. So he'll be what? 31 when he's making $69 million. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of cheddar.
1: Yeah. The good thing is, though, like it's, it is still the prime of his career. If like 31 is not too old.
0: No, no. I mean, yeah, look at what Jimmy Butler's been doing, and he's getting paid way less than that. So um, definitely possible.
1: I mean, what almost $70 million in a year. Well, it's, it's insane. Yeah.
0: Plus incentives and all the stuff he does off the court. So uh, let's just say uh, Jalen Brown's set for the rest of his life. <laughs> if that
1: wasn't already a guarantee. He can have steak dinners whenever he wants. <laughs>
0: what do you mean? He can have a chef. He can have three three to five chefs make him whatever he wants, whenever he wants. <laughs>
1: You can get food from any place in the world. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah, just delivery from anywhere. <laughs> yeah. That'd be crazy. Yeah, I mean, honestly, probably could.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Peyton Pritchard, somebody who we didn't talk about. Um, I'm just mentioning him just because I saw my boy Nas Reed get uh, named to the USA Select team. So, uh Got a name Peyton Pritchard in there who also got named to uh, the USA Select Team. So, um, how did you? What do you mean Pritchard's on the roster? I I don't think he's on the roster. I think he's on the um, like the scrimmage game team. Game. Yeah. Where?
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, I I don't think he's gonna play much, but um, it's still you know a nod to him for like making making it on that select team so oh yeah but if there was one trade mat that um could maybe solidify this team to push for a ring is there a move out there that you think it would uh, work?
1: maybe i mean uh, obviously I, I don't think like that the dame one is realistic at all um I think, honestly, I think they're probably fine. I think they could maybe use like one more big or something like that, like a lower tiered big. But if everybody stays healthy, like this is, this is a tough team.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the one thing that I'm looking at is like maybe they could use like a true point guard, like a Chris Paul type point guard. Because like, Derek White hasn't really. I mean, he can handle the ball, yes. Can shoot, yes. Is he that for like point guard though? That can you know in tough situations of playoffs just run your offense. Granted, you're gonna have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum do that most of the time. I get that, but like maybe you could add another point guard like a. I don't know, what Tyus Jones or something like that. Not not like a huge piece, but like a smaller option that you could have come off the bench or something to run that secondary unit. But then again, you have Malcolm Brogdon, so I don't know.
1: Yeah, I was just about to say, I feel like Malcolm Brogdon is that guy. Like, I think he's a good distributor.
0: True. Yeah, I don't see a ton of holes in this team. I mean...
1: Yeah, because really, Marcus Smart was not like... Like, he's a distributor, but he also, like, looked to score a decent amount.
0: Right. So, I mean, maybe then you want, like, a backup, small forward, power forward that's a little bit better than O'Shea. But, Yeah, I know. I'm not – I can't
1: – do you know how many picks they have or what kind of picks they have? Or? Draft picks?
0: Yeah, I mean, looking at future draft picks, they got – their own first rounders in for the next five years with that 2028 pick being a top one protected um, Spurs will have the rights for if it lands anywhere in between two and 30 so there's a good chance they lose that pick but uh, for the next four years they have all their first round picks um, plus 2029 so I mean they have options of trading those but I mean if you're going to trade that you also have to look at kind of like the budget that they have i mean they're 12 little over 12 million over the luxury tax estimated luxury tax bill around 21.6 million so that leaves you around 3.38 million before you hit that super luxury tax which um i don't know if you want to i don't know if boston I mean, They've spent that in the past, but I don't know if you want to go over that super luxury tax when you know that you have to pay Jason Tatum that following year, uh, the Supermax. So um, either way, they're going to have to pay it. So if, if if they do find somebody that they want to trade for that first round pick or a couple first round picks, geez, I mean, they'll make the money work. Go right ahead. I don't care.
1: Yeah, I mean, some people that I've like, I feel like I say this every off season, but like I feel like people that they could be interested in would be like guys, guys like like OG, his contract's up. Um, I, yeah. If he's part of their long term plans, I'm not sure yet. Um, and then obviously we we said like a hundred times last off season, like guys like Miles Turner and uh, Buddy Heal could be options too, like if they wanted to trade like. Two firsts and then like a contract match. Like I, I wouldn't put those out of the picture either.
0: Yeah, there's there's something in the NBA where you can never get too much of, and that's three point shooting and lockdown defenders. So if any team can get one of those, especially Boston, I think that that definitely helps them out a lot. Forgot to mention too that they're 45 million over the cap space already. So. Um, they still have their taxpayer mid-level. That's around $5 million. Um, not a lot of free agents out there for them to sign, really. Uh, they also have $8 million in trade exceptions that they used, or they that they can use due to, you know, trading away Noah Vonleh, Justin Jackson, and now Grant Williams. So they do have options. It's just, do you want to go over that secondary cap hit? And then, you know, that's that's really up to the owner. Um, I think their team, though, and I I think we can both agree, their team is pretty solid right now. I think you kind of just run it out, see how it looks, and then if you have to make any adjustments, make it towards the trade
1: deadline. Yeah, I I don't think they'll do anything until at least the trade deadline. Well, we're going to take a short
0: break. When we come back, uh, we'll get into our final thoughts on the Boston Celtics. We'll be right back. Welcome back, guys. Um, Going through our final thoughts. um, You know, we know Boston's won. You know, they have 17 titles tied with the Lakers. Um, Last time they did it, 2008, with Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, KG, Rondo, um, actually beat those same Lakers. My prediction for this next year uh, to kind of tie those two together, I think they're going to make it to an NBA Finals this next year. And bold call I think they're gonna win it I'm not a Boston fan whatsoever whatsoever I just think with the new addition of Porzingis um and O'Shea Brossette <laughs> even though that's not that big of an addition um and knowing that Jalen Brown is gonna stay for a long time I, there was not not only this year but the year before a lot of controversy around are they gonna trade Jalen Brown like should Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum play together all the you know, for the next three, four, five years? And we got that answer this with this uh new max extension for Jalen Brown. So um I think the compatibility that these two these this team has, um, and then another year under Coach Missoula's Mizzou- reign, you know, I think I think they make it to an NBA finals. Uh Prediction for record: I think they're going to go fifty-nine twenty-three, which I believe is two wins more. Which regular season really doesn't matter. You're just trying to have a solid record going into the fu- or going into the playoffs. I have them first in this division, uh, that being the Atlantic, and then first in the conference as well, edging out the Bucks um, of last year, but. Yeah, bold prediction. I have uh, the Boston Celtics are ver- very first breakdown of the off season. Uh, I have the very first team, Boston Celtics, winning the finals next year.
1: Damn, that's a, that's a hot start. <laughs>
0: it is. It is, and nobody would have guessed that because nobody, nobody's like. I mean, I've never been a bot. I'm not a Boston Celtics fan whatsoever. I'm a LeBron fan, which makes me a Lakers fan. Um, I just, I think, I think they got the team to kind of put together and if they need to make any changes like we talked about before the trade deadline, I think they'll make it. And um, as long as they stay he- healthy, obviously, um, that's a big uh, indicator. But um, as of now, I have them going to the NBA Finals.
1: Well, I I'm slightly... I don't differ too much um, I, I don't have them Winning the NBA Finals Or Even Getting to the final. I have, I have them losing the Conference Finals um, But I'd say Their record will probably Be around the same 59-23 I think they'll um, Win their division Obviously Probably <laughs> um, If their record is that good Obviously they win their division Well who in this division um, Can really compete with them Do you think? Um, I mean, I I guess it depends on how the Sixers end up filling out their roster. Because, like, that would be the only one that would compete with them. Um, like, what ends up happening with the Harden thing and what kind of, like, trade assets they bring in for him. Uh, Because I think that makes a difference. Um... Also, like Maxi's role is gonna get bigger too if Harden's gone, so it'll be interesting to see how that works. But I definitely don't see the Nets, Raptors, or the Knicks. Um, just like they're 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 decent teams in that like they can hang with the Celtics at times. So, like I don't think they'd beat them in a series. Any of those teams, though, um, they would have to make I...
0: some sub- like substantial trades to get like a All Star um and then some more to be able to probably compete right
1: yeah and i mean like i mean the raptors like if if the raptors somehow swung like a damian lillard trade that'd be pretty crazy yeah, like maybe. to replace van fleet but but also um, what
0: are you giving up though in that damian lillard trade yeah like, are that, you giving up og thing are you giving up a pass i mean you're not giving up those it'd have to be picks and then Oh, you'd have to. Th- I mean, picks, I don't think it could make it work.
1: Picks and then Grady Dick or something like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like you can get better offers though closer to the trade deadline uh, if they want to hold on to Dame.
1: Yeah, which it looks um, like they are. Yeah. And the Nets, I feel like the Nets have actually like a lot of pieces that they could trade for someone, not necessarily Dame. Um, yeah I, but i mean, you're not I giving up that
0: Mikkel bridges but
1: yeah and there they, are they just options. don't have the superstar like to the same extent like bridges is a good player but he's not tatum or even brown
0: they do they do have a guy named ben simmons that they could probably tr- not trade away <laughs> i don't <laughs> I think mean, anybody wants ben simmons at this point
1: how if ben simmons is healthy though like then can get back to that level like this. They have one of the best defense teams. In
0: the league. Yeah, I mean that's but, a lot to ask for though. I mean, ask your ask your fantasy team how that worked out picking Ben Simmons in this yeah, last year's not, draft.
1: Not swell.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear that that the only real team will be like the Sixers. Um, honestly, the Knicks are probably closer. Like out of the other three teams if they got somebody else I, I don't think their current roster is though but if they I'd were agree. able to like flip somebody like Barrett and Picks or something like that into somebody big I think that that could be pretty,
0: pretty yeah huge. I mean maybe they add in Quentin Grimes which they were Did they didn't want to include last year in some trades notable Donovan Mitchell who they could have had if they put in Grimes um <laughs> You Know they, they have pieces where they can add in, um, and still have depth after making that trade to be able to compete with a team like Boston in this comp or in this division, um, and even in the conference with Milwaukee, um, Philly, um, and I'd put Cleveland not in that group, but maybe a tad below, um, Milwaukee, uh, Philly, and Boston, but, um, it's it's not looking good in Cleveland when you know, I, I don't personally I don't think Donovan Mitchell's gonna wanna stay there. So maybe we see a trade with Donovan Mitchell too.
1: Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Um, just getting back to the Celtics though, I, I I'd probably say that though my guess right now would be they'll get first in their division, second in the conference, um, and then they'll I think they'll unfortunately lose in the conference finals again. I feel like they, they have one of those teams that's just a little too injury-prone. Uh, not not Tatum and Brown, but um, I just feel like Brogdon's got that injury concerns. Robert Williams does. K- KP hasn't been the healthiest. Um, and then Al Horford, I mean, he's getting old too. so gem. A- but, I mean, hopefully they stay healthy, but... Yep. It's tough tough and, to chalk them up as a, the champs
0: yeah and no I'll, I'll i'll leave it open because i can still change my pick
1: oh if, okay yeah no, no, <laughs> if
0: it's if it's due to injuries if they're healthy and they lose i'll take that l i'll take that L right away but if it's due to injuries i don't think you can count that against me as much as it yeah. would be if they were healthy
1: but I will say though that you you did just pick the team with the best odds to win the championship so oh they have the best odds right now yeah so I mean that's not not really that hot of a take it's a hot take for me
0: when I'm not a Boston fan at all so um you, what you thought that I would pick Boston and win the finals next year there's no way in hell that you would think that
1: ah uh, I mean I, I thought you'd probably take them to like at least make the final
0: mm. I mean, that's tough order, too. I could have picked Milwaukee.
1: Did, didn't you take Boston last year to make the finals?
0: Uh, yeah, I think I did, yeah. And then you <laughs> just had the Clippers beating them.
1: Yeah, so who knows? You, maybe, mean, you're really a Boston homer.
0: Yeah, maybe I'm a low-key Boston fan. Who knows? <laughs> no, I, I just think they have a really complete team. And the main question is, yeah, are they going to stay healthy? But, yeah. Um, that's going to do it for our Boston breakdown. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, we'll have our Brooklyn Nets one coming out on Friday. So we'll be talking, um, same things we talked about today with Boston, just overall record. We'll look at the roster additions, subtractions, uh, some talking points, get into a little bit of the budget that they have with not only the money, but also draft picks. And then we'll go through, uh, some of our, our predictions for Brooklyn as well. Um, Follow us on any of our social accounts. That's Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, But until next time, guys, peace out.
1: Peace.